Hey, Suds, how are you doing? Scoop. Yeah. It's good to see you. You know what? I, I, I look forward to... I'm doing to today. good. I, I didn't wait for your answer. Okay. I, I look forward to getting over here and, and having a cup of coffee with you. This is, a, this is a big part of my week. I enjoy it. So... Thank you. I, I saw something earlier in the week. Actually, I heard it on a, uh, a talk show, and then uh, I did some reading on it because I was fascinated by it. And since you're, I was going to say you were a journalist, but you, you're still a journalist, so it's not like that's changed. That's a very loose term. Well, I think you'll certainly understand what I'm about. A writer. Okay. And an artist. <laughs> um, it's, call, it's called The Right to Be Forgotten. Now we kind of talked about it. You were you were aware of that, but you you didn't know what that all entailed. It sounds like you're trying to forget somebody. Well, that's kind of it. And, and in a nutshell, it's if you have a forward-facing, like public-facing issue in your life that you might have made a stupid mistake when you were younger, or you kind of got caught with your hand in the cookie jar, but you turned your life around, that sort of thing, and it's all in a news source. Online somewhere. Is, is, is that kind of like what we see sometimes when someone gets canceled over a thing they did as a 16-year-old and they had this tweet and it resurfaces, you know, that's 10 it. years later? Yeah. It can be forgotten? It's, well, the, it, the person that, that it's about, that person that would be that person that would be the one making the claim would have to go and uh, petition the news source and perhaps even consult with a lawyer to... Try to get that all, I'm going to use the word expunged, that's probably not the right legal word, but erased from the public uh, uh, social media post. Erased from existence. <laughs> that's, that's Doc Brown and Back to the Future yeah, they'll, 2. They'll exist. The first one. They'll still exist, it's just that maybe the history of their being will go away. And here's, 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 the, here's the argument for that. Uh, everybody makes a mistake. Everybody does something stupid, especially in their youth. I guess I can go with that. I've done some stupid. We did stuff. stupid things, but it wasn't recorded. True, and that's the problem. <laughs> because after, like, I don't know, what is it, nineteen eighty nine, nineteen ninety, things started ending up on the internet. Well, I have a few things. You know, I used my camcorder and recorded myself playing tennis and doing some stunts with my bicycle that I would be embarrassed for people to see. But th- that's just. For me, it wasn't there wasn't really anything out there internet wise until I'd say what the mid nineties, late nineties. Yep. yep. That's when it started. And it it's usually their news articles. Um and if you're stupid enough to put stuff in a, a Facebook post or a uh an Instagram story or if you're if people are still paying attention to MySpace, I don't know if that stuff is out there. MySpace. Yeah, MySpace. <laughs> you know, that stuff can come back and bite you. And I'll give you an example. There, there's been a lot of people that have uh, lost jobs over over something that was still out there. There are people whose marriages or relationships have gone south because of something they didn't want their spouse or significant other to know. And there's people that are trying to date other people. And when you research your your first date and you find out this person has a backstory that included, uh, you know, something inappropriate you can't date you can't get a job there's a lot of problems with that so you're not talking about erasing history in terms of what we think of as historical news or events you just talk about personally 
you did something dumb. Maybe you were in your 20s and maybe you, what they call ghosted. You went out with a girl once. She thought you had a good time, but you never called her again. And then she goes out and basically maligns you on internet forums or something like that. But isn't that hard to find every little thing? Yeah, but I'm thinking more in terms of let's just say a... uh Let's just say a person that was working for a tire company, and this is made up, a person working for a tire company embezzled $30,000 from their company when they had a drug and alcohol issue, and they went in and they they got themselves fixed. They got uh, sober. They paid restitution. They paid with a jail sentence. And 10 years later, they're trying to get a job. That may not even be related to, you know, working in finances for a company. Maybe just a, a line working job, and they can't get it mm-hmm. because online there's a news story that says so and so was arrested for embezzlement, and uh, the the prospective employer can't get past that. At some point, can that news story go away so a prospective employer? Right. Can't locate it. It doesn't have to be a news story because, you know, I remember in high school and things like that, kids would get into trouble having booze, sneaking booze in here and that. I mean, I suppose technically it's a crime, but, you know, but that sort of stuff from 30, 40 years ago, well, enough already, right? Yeah, Here's well, the- I'm thinking if they're in high school, that's going to be silenced by the juvenile thing. You'll never know that in a juvenile situation. But it wasn't a criminal thing. It was no. just a... Or, oh, he used to be, you know, he was a very hands-on guy and no one wanted to date him. I mean, you know, people talk and gossip and stuff. You know, and I'm not sure it's so much about Facebook and Instagram because, you know, somebody who has control over that would be the Zuckerberg folks. And they would, there's no way they're going to be able to take stuff off. We're talking more in terms of news organizations, mostly. Okay. Yeah. So do you like this right to be forgotten? No, at first I thought, no. Where can you find you, this right to be forgotten? Because it's not in this country, No. Is it? Oh, no. In Europe, it's really a big thing because they're, they're big over there. And, and I guess some other places too. And it's just now starting to enter court systems here in the United States. Because, like I said, at what point do you, have you paid for your sins? Are you going to pay for it for the rest of your life? And here's the deal. A lot of us, if we were all, if it was all recorded and, and we've had some, I not me, but I mean, people that have done things like a, maybe a drunk driving situation um, back before the internet, that would probably not show up unless it was, you know, uh, where a uh, prospective employer would go and have that scoured, you know, at the uh, the local law enforcement agency, and you would never know about it. Well, now it would be public knowledge. So... Uh, People from a certain age back will never have to worry about this. People from a certain age forward will have to worry for the rest of their lives. Or maybe at a certain point down the road, people are going to be like smarter and realize (laughs) you don't put this stuff out there and stuff like that. So we're all going to be very, all the future teenagers of the world will be well-disciplined and discreet. Sudsy, 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 you give people way too much credit. (laughs) people are the same right we didn't start yes. the fire right yes. billy joel yeah but that's true because you look at certain scandals right and it, it seems like every few years there's a scandal political scandal financial scandal la ponzi scheme all these things as if 
It had never happened yeah. before. And it just keeps happening again and again and again. Because that's human nature, right? Yeah. yeah. You just can't some people just can't help themselves. Why don't they think this they're different, they're gonna get away with it. Yeah, that's basically it. Right. But I don't think young people are ever gonna are ever gonna get wise enough to not, not to do that. I think there's always and, and I guess when I say not to do that, that means not to post something stupid, but I mean to do something stupid. Um steal a car, go joyriding and crash into mailboxes and run into somebody's house, that sort of thing. Yeah. You know, they're always they've always done it, they're always going to do it, but are they going to have to pay the penalty of not getting a job, not getting financing, not having a nice relationship with somebody? Is that is that a life sentence for something stupid they did at age, you know, 17 or 18? What about when they're 28 and they're 32? And it was 4 years ago. I mean, we're starting to see that, right? Mm-hmm. With certain I mean, in 1984, it was the thought police, but, you know, the language police. I know a friend of mine who grew up in Quebec, there was the language police about, and I don't know exactly this, so, I'm, you know, don't quote me and don't, I probably have this wrong, but it was something like in Quebec, if you, you know, certain businesses, certain signs had to have the French oh, yeah. bigger yeah. than the English, yeah. or certain broadcasts had to have a majority of words in I mean, it was the, prior, like that. Pri- uh, the, the priority language it was, yeah. was French, yeah. yeah. The thought police is a different thing, but that's kind of, you know, kind of seeping into certain things right now, but I don't want to get into that, right? We don't want to touch that. Well, there are some organizations that have like these little uh, clatches, these little councils, these little groups of people, they get together. If somebody, you know, uh, goes to that news source with some complaints or suggestions, what's the proper word for that? That would be like a a, a formal grievance, mm-hmm. I guess. And they would take it before this little group of people and determine whether or not this needs to be removed from the online news source or somehow edited so it's still not there. The story can remain, but maybe the maybe the uh the names have been omitted or maybe the uh, the names have been changed to protect <laughs> the innocent. Yeah, the name has been canceled to protect the guilty because that's <laughs> yeah. what that is. At some point I I don't know. I'm I'm uh, and this is my opinion. It's with some things you need you need to be penalized for your misdoings. And that doesn't mean at that moment and after you pay your, you know, your dues, you're all set to go out and commit another crime. Because some of the stuff is meant to protect us. It's not so much to punish you. It's, hey, beware of this guy. He's a drunk driver. Beware of this guy. Uh, he's, uh, he's been a thief. Beware of this guy. He's beat uh, his children or his wife or something. Beware. Well, things you see on Facebook sometimes, you'll say someone will snap a photo of someone's car, and you see the license plate, and they said, this guy ran three red lights in a row. Yeah. You know, or something like that. Well, why isn't that person putting it out there? Why don't they just call the police and give them the light, the license plate information? Why are they putting that guy's... Or maybe he ran a light and he didn't realize it, but are we all supposed to be like little vigilantes now running no. around? In fact, I think that would open you up to a lawsuit. Unless you can prove that this person did that, you better just keep it quiet. Or you see things like avoid, you know, Joe Blow because he scammed me out of fifteen hundred dollars, and I'll put the person's picture there. And, yeah, but you know, be on the lookout for him. Well, why don't you just tell the police? Why do you have to do it that way? Well, that's we're not. I'm not talking about Facebook or Instagram, because that's just 
that's nuts. That's crazy. I'm talking about being in the newspaper because if you go in and as an employer or whatever you're doing to to search for information on people, not unless you're you know a, a friend of a lot of the people on Facebook that you're trying to check out, you you don't get access to a lot of that stuff. It's it's you know most of the stuff will come through court records. It will come through uh, public news uh, outlets. Right, public so, record and stuff like that, right. newspapers. I mean, back in the old days, before internet, you know, there was a responsibility that newspapers had, publications. You couldn't just put anything willy-nilly in there. And we've seen that more often now, um, especially with the 24-hour news cycles and stuff, because they're trying to compete with the internet and the social media and stuff yeah. and throw stuff out there and... Whatever. But yeah, that, that, that just sounds like it could be really messy. Although it could be beneficial. It could be. I think it's got to go by a case-by-case case sort of thing. Um, I don't think it's going to... You're not going to be able to pass a rule that anybody that meets this threshold gets to have their... I'm going to use the word expunged, gets to have their public image expunged. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to think about it other than the fact that at some point you end up paying for your mistake and then you should have that second chance. But on the other hand, you've got to pay a penalty. And sometimes the penalty is... They, they gave an example of a guy who uh, worked at a bank and he, he, he was, I think, he worked in a place where he could take money and, uh, and, and use it. I think he was an investor. Yeah, I think that's what it was. And he, he uh, misappropriated some cash. And it wasn't like, billions of dollars it was under 50,000 and um he got fired and he got jailed and now he can't get a job because of that you know still being out there in the in the public domain in the public domain of social media and not social media but uh, uh news sources you know on, on online f- newspapers and mm-hmm. that sort of thing he's having trouble finding a job because of that and they took that case before this little council that I was telling you about, and they talked about it, and they have a bunch of people. They have different kinds of people. They, they don't just have newspaper people in there. They have lawyers involved. They have a lot of other things that would come up with different views and different perspectives. And they, with this guy, they, uh, they said, no, it's going to remain out there in the news. Hmm. So, sorry you lose. <laughs> you shouldn't have been stealing. You know it was wrong. So, hey, Jean Valjean, he stole bread yeah. and came back to haunt him. <laughs> this is, Even though he was a good guy and yeah. a mayor, he deserved a second chance. That's what that whole story is about, redemption. Yeah. yeah. And now maybe that's what this is about. Maybe this is about at what point do you get to be forgotten because now it's time to validate, you know, validate your existence. Now you can start living the right life. And not have to have that come back and haunt you. There was a guy who wanted to be forgotten. He moved to Alaska and lived in a cabin. So he just off the grid sort of thing. Off the grid for like 30 years. Wow. Um, I can't remember his name. Uh, You know, of course, we can Google him, even though he didn't want to be found, probably. Uh, It was Pete something, I think. Um, Was there a reason? That he didn't want to be found? Dick Prennicky. He finished a cabin, and he lived for 30 years. He filmed his adventures, Alone in the Wilderness. It's a PBS program with Dick Prennicky. 
Um, interesting. He died, you know, twenty years ago, but he was considered a uh, self-educated naturalist, conservationist, writer, wildlife photographer. From the age of fifty-one, lived alone for nearly thirty years. Wow, with no interaction. Sometimes I could see where that would be beneficial. If you like it. You know, I just watched The Shining a few weeks ago, and Jack Nicholson didn't do well. <laughs> what yeah. was his name in the, sh- in the movie? Uh, God, Jack I just, Torrance. I just want to go with Jack, yeah. Jack Torrance. Yeah. And you know the little boy in The Shining? I, Danny. I rarely remember. There was a movie that came out a few years ago that is based on him growing up. To be an adult oh. now, and weird things are happening, but I don't know. But that's like one of the only movies, I think the only movie he was ever in. He became a filmmaker and he worked behind the scenes, but he didn't act. He wasn't a, a child actor. Actually, I read that he didn't even know he was making a scary movie. They just had him f- riding his little big wheel down the yeah. down the, the hall and stuff like that. But anyway, that's interesting. Well, Some the, people can do better than others being alone, but we're not meant to be isolated. That's what I was just going to say. Is this? I don't know how you would do that because even though I'm in traffic sometime and some knucklehead cuts me off and flips me off and treats me like trash and all I want to do is curse the world, I would miss it if I weren't around other people. I would, I would miss the camaraderie. Mm-hmm. So I, I, think, I think I would lose it. I'd be the Jack Torrance guy. You'd, We're losing it somewhat. We lost a lot of it with COVID, um, with people working from home and you lost that camaraderie. You know, the office, you know, get together, yeah. and chatting and all stuff like that. But also, I think society, technology has pushed us towards that, right? Yeah, yeah. I'd rather do, you know, I saw that some store, some supermarket in, in England is getting rid of the self-checkout lines. I know a lot of people hate it. It's like, hey, I'm not a worker for Walmart. I don't need, you know, you should be checking. But I kind of like it because I just want to get out of there. I got to admit, the first time I saw it, I cursed it. I cursed it going... You're putting people out of work. What is wrong with you? But then I'm treated rudely by some checkout people, and I realize sometimes, you know what? I'd like to avoid even making eye contact with this person, so I'll check myself out. I'll move on. Or getting gas. Remember, pay at the pump. Oh, yeah. That was a new thing. I was like, what do I do here? Because you used to have to walk in and throw your money and things. But having the credit card there, that's... And you know what they did is I think sometimes they, they cut their own throat by doing that because I was one of those guys. See, I'm an old guy, and I was one of those guys, I'm never going to get a, a debit card. I'm never going to do that. That's the dumbest thing. Okay, now I've got a debit card. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to be that guy that uses his debit card to get everything. Okay, now I'm using my debit card to buy everything I want. So I've been pushed into things I don't want to do. And when they pushed me to the, at the gas station to pay at the pump, what they did say is, don't come into my store. Don't buy a pop. Don't buy a Slim Jim. Don't buy some chips. Don't buy a donut. Don't buy the newspaper, whatever. And I don't. Do you ever do that when you <clears throat> when you go get gas and you put your card and it says, please see cashier. Yeah. What do you do? I just leave. Or I go to another pump. I'm not going to walk 20 yards no. or 20 feet yep. inside and say, oh, and stand there. And what's the problem? You know, I'll just go to a different pump or a different gas station. Well, they suckered me on a first few of those. I go, oh, yeah, it's just it just wants to have you come in here and make sure your card's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not buying any Doritos or a Slim Jim. Don't ever call me back in here again unless it's serious. You know what I did once? What? Like 30 years ago. 
Uh, I was getting gas, and I had to go in and see the cashier, and there was some problem with the card I had, and I didn't have cash on me, so I had to leave. And I got in the car, and I drove away, forgetting that the nozzle was still in the tank. (laughs) Oh, no, you did not do that. I drove off, and the whole thing came off. Yes. You did that? Yeah, I did that. (laughs) I felt like an idiot. Did Okay. And now people probably do it and put it on TikTok. Oh, yeah. Instagram. I've actually seen it on on some uh, social media. But let me ask you, don't go into too too much detail. What happened after that? What what did you get in trouble? No, I I drove back. I think it. I can't remember. I know as I drove away, I can't remember if what it's attached to on the pump it breaks loose. Oh, comes apart for safety or something, or I just. Because otherwise, it would just have fallen out, and I'd right. just drive away. But I was so annoyed that day because my card wouldn't work. I had no cash. Like now, I got to go home and get money or go to the bank. And I just <laughs> forgot I had stuck the <laughs> the nozzle into the tank. I forgive you. I was I was passing judgment, and I I, I shouldn't do that. You ever run out of gas? Oh, in once. Your life? Once. Once. And you know where I ran out of gas at? At the gas station? At the gas station. I was right moving in. I couldn't move the car anymore, so I'm like pushing it up there. And a buddy of mine saw me, got out of his car, and he's laughing at me. He goes, don't even tell me what you did wrong. And he helped me push it over, got back in his car, and drove off. I uh, had been putting off getting gas. You know, the little light comes on, saying, yeah. okay, I got to get gas. And I put off one day, two days, three days. So I was going to go meet a friend. And uh, I remember the day... Um, what happened but anyway it um so i'm on my way to the gas station and all of a sudden the car shuts off at this traffic light and i lift the hood like an idiot and i'm like oh gosh i'm wondering looking at the engine some guy pulled hey man what's up i said i don't know the car shut off and he's like he says do you need do you have gas and it occurs to me that's why it shut off i I was 25 years old or 24 years old so i was like oh so I had to call a friend whose wife, who you know, who wasn't wife yet, but she came over, drove me to the gas station. I get a gas can and I filled up the tank. But that was the day of the San Francisco earthquake during the World Series. I remember that. I remember that was that. Uh, what Oakland and uh, San, San Francisco, Fran. and I remember that day. I don't remember you running out of gas that day. Well, you didn't know me. Oh, no, that's right. And I was going to play nighttime golf. That's a thing? It was a thing. It was a small par three course, and it had lights. They were trying this new thing. And we played in the evening. Uh, and as we were leaving, my friend goes, oh, my God, there's an earthquake in San Francisco. Turn on the radio. Like an old man. Okay, Sonny, I'll turn on the radio. <laughs> the radio. <laughs> you know, well, we were in the car. Yeah. I remember the golf thing where they would hit golf balls that would... Glitter and glow in the dark. Well, they had those like fluorescent colors, those bright ones that yeah. are almost kind of hard to look at. I used to have uh, uh, yellow golf balls. You know, you're talking about Orange opening ones. the lid. Yeah, yeah I, I used to have some of those when I played golf. But I remember when I was younger, my first car had a carburetor and and it had uh, all sorts of things that you could actually work on. You could You could take things off, put things in on your own. If you knew what to do. And my basic knowledge under the hood was your average guy. You know, I wasn't, gonna, I wasn't going to be able to uh, put in a new transmission or uh, fix my, uh, you know, the, the flywheel on my, my 
alternator, but I could I could uh, install spark plugs. I could well, I could do all this stuff like oil change, and I could do the air filter change, and I could do I could do all that stuff, and I could put on a I put on a distributor cap. I did a lot of stuff to my own car and that sort of thing. But my the first time I had some issues with uh, a car that had uh, fuel injectors and that sort of thing. I re- I had some trouble. It was making noise. I was in this I was on this. Uh, Mm, semi-country road. It was just outside of town, and I was making noise. I went, I'm going to have to pull this over and take a look at this. So I pull over, turn my flashes on, I get out, I pop the hood, and I look on the side of there, and I don't know what I was thinking. I'm looking at it, and I'm going, okay, that's an engine, and there's there's things here, and uh, there's, okay, I don't know what that is. I'm not sure. Hmm, okay. I was thinking, I'm going to get out of the car, maybe my engine was gone. You know, maybe that's, maybe it was something like that. And I could identify it, right? Oh, that engine is gone. And a guy pulls over, hey, you all right? And I went, yeah. And he goes, well, what seems to be the problem? And I looked at him. My first thought was, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. That's what the problem is. But I didn't say that. I just went, yeah, I'm not sure what's going on. It's making a noise. He comes over and starts talking about, I don't even remember what he was talking about. Things that I'd never known about, the fuel injector and all that sort of stuff. I felt like the biggest idiot in the world, like opening the hood and looking at it like I knew how I was going to fix this thing. I remember having a problem before. Oh, it was a vacuum tube. I got to reattach the vacuum tube and tighten that down. I couldn't find anything that resembled a a vacuum tube. So I felt stupid. You want to know when I felt stupid? My first car I drove was when I got my license, I got to drive my dad's old 1973 Chevrolet Bel Air station wagon uh. with 250,000 miles on it. <laughs> but it was a car, and it got about eight miles to the gallon, and it was a car. It looked like garbage, and I don't think kids today would want to be seen in a yeah, car like true. that. But we were very lucky to have that. To you know, I was very lucky to have a car. So the problem was is you had to accelerate very gently because if you pushed a little too much it would flood the carburetor and then the car would shut off yeah yeah. but not only that but then you couldn't start up the car again it would take like 20 minutes until you could start the car okay because i don't know if it's just a flooded carburetor or something else going on with it and one time back when they used to have safety inspections i was it was my turn to move into the little to little carport area to get you know the safety and i stalled mm. and i sat there and everyone was honking behind me cursing me <laughs> out and, and i felt like an idiot and i was like 16 years old and uh i only drove that car for about a year yeah and and not only that but the key in the ignition you could pull the key out and the car would still run wow yeah that's uh that's a safety issue you've yeah. probably been big ticketed issue. for that one yeah it was just an old car it yeah. was just an old but it was a car, yep. and it worked, and I could drive, and I had freedom. You had freedom, And all my it. friends had cars like that. One guy had a 1971, like, old uh, Delta 88. Another guy had a 71 uh, Thun- Thunderbird. Yeah, okay. a Thunderbird. Yeah, it's that's a cool-looking car. car. Big boats. Yeah. We're all big boats. We call them big boats yeah. because that's what we drove. Um, we just drove crappy cars, but and it we was were a car. Happy. And we were happy. We thought we were, like... The king of the world. I'm the king of the world. Yeah. I have my little car. My I big crappy car. Go see my friends when I want to. Go play pinball when I want to. I can... Pinball? Oh, yeah. Pinball was a big thing in my oh, teenage yeah. years. Oh, yeah. People on the end, end of our street used to have a pinball machine in their driveway. <laughs> 
So that was oh, a popular wow. place to go. Yeah. And we used to play and take turns. And they had a water slide, too. We'd go in the pool and stuff like what? that. Yeah. yeah. What were you, like, down the street from Disneyland or something? <laughs> but, uh, the, the, yeah, that, that, that was simple fun. It was a simple pinball machine. I know. And, and if you think about the times, it was it was simple then. I look at kids today. I know I really sound like an old person now, but kids today would not find the magic in that. They would not find the entertainment. They would not find the discovery and doing stuff like that with your friends. It's getting them over to play video games in the basement or uh, doing other things online. Every the, 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 Their whole existence is online, and it's sad. Well, I was watching a video last week on YouTube that was taken in around the summer of 73 at Walt Disney World. And that's the first time I ever went. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of cool. It's like, oh, maybe maybe I'm in the background or something, <laughs> you know, someone's home movie. But I looked at it, and it was a pretty dinky little park. Yeah. The Magic Kingdom, you had those tickets, and there was a couple of free things, which um, which is kind of cool. But the rides were just, there's there was nothing to it. When you But we were enthralled. We were... We couldn't believe it. Like yeah. you go into this twenty thousand leagues under sea, you sit in like this little vessel, and it just goes down two feet. But <laughs> you think you're yeah. under, the, under the ocean. Yeah. It did require a lot of imagination. Yeah. And the um, there was another thing called if you had wings, and it was free. It didn't require a ticket, and it was air conditioned because inside, so you could take oh, a break. Yeah. Yeah. It was presented by Eastern Airlines. Eastern, the wings of man. That was their slogan. And actually, um, just the other day, Frank Borman. The astronaut mm-hmm. and the guy who used to run Eastern Airlines in the seventies, he just died. He's ninety-five. He was ninety-five wow. years old, and I was looking at an old commercial from like nineteen seventy-five when he was like forty-seven yeah. years old. Ha- you know, half of his life still to go, and he looked like he was seventy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know the commercial you're talking about. He comes out and talks. You yeah, know. he's yeah, just talking I remember about because we get our chefs working the night before to feed you in the morning, and our weather people are working hard, so they'll get you to your. Airport safely and all this stuff. Yeah. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. That was pretty good. Those were the days, right? They were the days. memories of that? Do you have any favorite commercials? You know some of the ones that I, that I remember because I'm a warped kid. I was a warped kid, but do you remember the Screaming Yellow Zonkers commercials? I don't know what that is. Oh, it's like a popcorn. It was kind of like a Cracker Jack, but the, it was a whole lot of stop action animation and, and bright. It was very Peter Max-like and uh, psychedelic. And then the, the Levi commercials where the guy's scooting Levi? around. Levi? Yeah. Levi's, the pants? Yeah, he's scooting around on his pants. It's all, again, stop action animation where he's like driving and is up from the seat of his pants in the road. And What is that? Oh, man, you got to just look this stuff up. I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere. Those were funny. Those were fun. I was a kid and they were very entertaining. I just never saw them a lot. Well, I, I had this weird commercial as a kid. And think about it. You know, you're talking about things kids would like. Yeah. One of my favorite commercials was a Goodyear commercial for Goodyear tires because <laughs> it was like 1976, and apparently they were telling about how Goodyear could do other things besides tires, like Goodyear's does brakes, and then some woman goes, Goodyear does mufflers, and the guy then they show this other dude, he's like, Good, Goodyear, mufflers? Goodyear? <laughs> what? Are you kidding? Here, I'm going to play it. Let's see. How many breaks, Goodyear? I don't know Goodyear serves mufflers. Mufflers? <laughs> and, he's, and he's like, <laughs> he's overwhelmed. <laughs> he's overwhelmed. That's my favorite. That's one of my favorite commercials to this day. I got, I got one more commercial before, before we go away. Yes. 
and this was one in my early years. This might be my late teens and early twenties. And and let's if if you remember it, I think I think it was a coffee commercial. It might have been Folgers. And what it was is this guy comes down. They're in an apartment complex. This guy comes down to the an apartment of this woman, and he's a very handsome guy. I think he's got like a, just a little bit of a British accent, and the woman is a very pretty woman, and she's just, just a little bit, I don't know, sweet, but yet seductive. Mm-hmm. And she opens the door, and he says, hi, I'm so-and-so, and I was wondering if you had any coffee available. I, I ran out. And he goes, my, well, what kind of coffee do you drink? And the whole thing between them started... Didn't it become like a series of yes, commercials? Nescafe. And a long time ago, I was thinking, this isn't about coffee. This is about something else, but I used to love to watch the next er version of it because at some point, are we going to go beyond coffee and you guys go out on a date and maybe get married? What's going on here? I believe I I just became so, it was almost like a little soap opera, but it was just an entertaining I believe it was Nescafe, but I could be wrong, but I remember they aired like a lot of times during daytime TV too, during soap opera. I watched a lot of soap operas Uh, as a kid too. Okay. But yeah. I've seen the guy. He's in like some... uh, uh, science fiction show on uh, the Sci-Fi Channel, but I, I can't tell you his name. But I'm sure they're on YouTube. You can look them up. Okay. Well, is it time to go? Scoop. Uh, I do. I need some more coffee. Here, listen to this one more time. Psst. Mufflers. <laughs> <laughs> Mufflers. Mufflers. Oh, for crying inside. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mufflers. All right. All see right. ya. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's it. See you next time. All right. See you, sons. Bye.